0: Thank you for tuning in to Omni Wellness Studio hosted by Keith Osmond and Ali Rico. Through this podcast, we hope to bring you inspiration, knowledge, and strength through hearing about our experience and others that will help you win each day in life, business, and fitness. All right. We were back in the back in the studio today. We got the Rocky Shaw roman crippler in the house what's up man not much man how are you doing good brother doing good got me a got me a workout in this morning uh saturday, saturday mornings are usually just my my cardio time i just go go hammer out about 45 minutes to an hour of cardio and just have a good sweat session That's like a good, a good That's detox solid yeah. yeah so i used to do stair mill um but i'm trying to like diversify because i get so angry when i would go in the gym and somebody would be on my stair mill i'm like you know and i was like maybe the universe is trying to teach me to to be more open-minded so i was like i need to just hop on this elliptical and and just do it to it and i've actually learned learned to enjoy it because i was so hung up on the stair mill for years yes
1: we were all tired of watching you on that stair mill too (laughs) because those of you who've never saw keith's calves are amazing and all of us that don't have them get really jealous when we have to watch him move around with those calves
0: yeah, I don't – it's just <laughs> genetics, man, to be honest with you. I mean, and I think it's 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 a combination of genetics and decade of stair mill because I wear a size 12 tennis shoe, and most of the stair mills, the, the tread that you step on is not very de- deep. It's, yeah, I mean, like, my shoe hangs off, so it forces me to, like, step on my front half of my foot. It's like tippy toes, putting a lot of pressure on your calf, so – I give the stair mill a little bit of credit for my calves yeah, yeah. <laughs> well cool man roman crippler so you are for, for for the listeners that don't know what the heck that means roman crippler like they're probably thinking man what's this guy do roman crippler so i know rocky shaw i've known him for a while and i know he um great guy local guy he's into would you call it res- wrestling
1: yes professional wrestling
0: professional wrestling yep so Tell us tell us a little bit about that and, like, what you're currently doing, um, what got you into it. Man, I just want to know because I, I can tell you I have memories of growing up as a kid watching, was it WCW? Mm-hmm. Was that the old school? Yeah,
1: you had WWF and WCW at the time. And uh, if you're as old as uh, me, NWA, it was also in that mix. And how, how old are you? I am 43 when I'm 44 in April.
0: Okay. Um, so I'll be oh, – so man, you're – you don't look that old so thank you <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were my age or a little bit younger so um but yeah I grew up I remember my dad watching WCW I don't think he ever got really extreme into it but it, would it be like on TBS yeah
1: TBS is um uh, <laughs> and we'll probably kind of hit a little bit more on TBS with uh time. we've took a lot of cues that that I wanted to bring back and uh the of us like um we do a lot of stuff. Our announcements on we uh, schedule them for like six oh five or eight oh five. Right. That old TBS time when they used to do it at five minutes after on everything. Really? Yeah, and that's just kind of an ode because we remember that, and we were like, it would be cool to bring that back.
0: So they would schedule stuff like five minutes after the hour. Yes. On purpose. Yes. That was just their thing.
1: That was yeah. That was their trademark kind wow. of. Wow. So yeah.
0: But yeah, like um, I remember, you know, obviously I grew up in the the time. I guess it was I was born in eighty four. So, like, around late 80s, early 90s, it was, like, Hulk Hogan, Sting. Yes. Um, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Nature Boy. The Nature Boy. Does he do the woo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that that was, like, man, I remember. And then, you know, I remember at the action figures, you know, I remember them coming in, like, you could you could send in your pur- purchases from, like, cereal boxes and get the action figures. And so, yeah, man, I remember the the nostalgia of it and it's so cool to kind of see that coming back. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it was ever went away, but I think you're bringing more insight to it, to the Rome area.
1: Yeah. To the Rome area. I think a lot of the kids, I think we see down like they're just the YouTube kids. So they're not as much, they don't have the TV access that we did. And they don't really see professional sports. We did. And in some instances, well, what is available on TV isn't what we grew up with. Right. Um, to me you know the wrestlers hogan ultimate warrior sting they were bigger than life they those bright colors but they were also uh role models to us you know they they gave us that eat your prayers you yeah. know lift your weights you know they gave us that role that thing to do something outside of you know physically yeah um that that was a big thing for me because uh you know I, I hit the gym early on I remember fourth and fifth grade when they still really started letting us do weights at that point in time in school. And, um, you know, I'd get to do some of those things, and it, it was great. I had my posters of, you know, uh, I'd probably say Brian Pillman at the time and Sting. Yep. And, um, you know, I would just try – I would get there and try. That's who I was trying to get my body to look like. Right, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And was you – so you were in, into that as a, as a kid? Yes, yes. Huge, so. huge fan
1: huge fan um at the time i probably did too much listening to other people We've always heard you know you're not gonna be big enough and i'm and i'm much bigger now than i was in high school uh but you know during that during that time frame growing up i, I wound up pursuing martial arts because it was more of a fit fit for my size or at least i thought so at the time and uh i, I prefer i don't know where uh, in shape is now there used to be an academy of martial arts out
0: there. You did you did that for a couple of years, or
1: I did that uh, all the way up into I got a black sash, uh, and then I helped him teach uh, the women's self defense class and the kids self defense classes at that point in time. Yeah. So right up until my late, probably well, it was probably my middle twenties. To uh, then I had I injured my meniscus in my left knee. And so then I had to start to kind of take it on a back step on how much I was doing.
0: Is that from all the the kicking or was, people well, kicking your knee? Yeah.
1: You know, well, <laughs> the kickboxing and so you do a lot of blocking with your legs and everything. And so it was just a lot of wear and tear. Um, when I actually did have it surgery, the doctor told me, he said, it, he said, I spent more time cleaning out the scar tissue than I did working on the problem.
0: Wow. So. Yeah. And that that studio that you were, the martial arts studio, did he just retire? Did he move somewhere? you know because there's a couple of places in rome i didn't know if they had just moved somewhere there's a place right there on that's with that's that's taekwondo yeah
1: uh, yeah what he taught was uh jeet kundo which was bruce what bruce lee taught gotcha and um the last i he, that i had to contact t- 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 excuse me tongue-tied uh bill price was in carsville and then i haven't heard from him in several years so i don't even know if he's still alive to be honest
0: do you watch um Cobra Kai
1: yes I love Cobra Kai (laughs)
0: that's a pretty cool show man it's like me and my girlfriend Allie both agree that it's like a a perfect balance of like cheesiness and and like keep you on the edge of your seat seriousness like it's a good blend you know of like of all that so yeah uh, I've I've enjoyed it and what's unfortunately I never did watch the the originals or the movie I I could I, I maybe remember bits and pieces but I need to watch it again yeah some of the original movies
1: so so karate kid you never saw the original one if i
0: if i did it's been so long i couldn't i need to i need to watch that again
1: you do you do you need to watch that (laughs) that was that's one of those movies that uh it sends the test of time yeah i would really say it it does a lot of them you go back and watch and you're like man how did i watch this
0: but But I, i do know that a lot of the characters in cobra kai are from the original movie right
1: yes I yes, they bring back a lot of the older actors. That's awesome. So, yeah.
0: So what, what I guess as you went through your younger age and, um, at what point did you start as an adult kind of getting back into it? Cause I mean, are, are you out? Have you always been into, into wrestling? Did you get to a point where you wanted to kind of join a more prominent local organization or is this, I know all this you're in a, your current group you're in is prime time. Yes. Prime time, prime time wrestling, and that's, that's fairly new. Yep. Old school wrestling meets attitude. All right. So. Yep.
1: Uh, so a lot of people remember the attitude area in WWE, which is, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, Degeneration X, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, would probably be what most people Man, yep. would think of right away. Um, but so primetime, we're trying to bring that, that flair back of wrestling and a – not only being fun, we have attitude, but it's family friendly, you know. You can bring your kids to these shows and know that they're not gonna get exposed or hear language they shouldn't hear as well. So yeah. so we're incorporating all those aspects of uh, of wrestling. But for me as far as now age wise, I got started really late. Um uh, I'd probably say it was well after me and you originally met, uh, when I started hitting the gym and um really turning my right life around and getting back into shape i was always an athlete but then i got i between my knee injuries and then i severely injured my left ankle and uh had donor tendons and everything, uh replaced it and i really got in my head as far as what i could do and what i couldn't and i, st- I got lazy i mean yeah. and fearful of i didn't want to get injured again so let's not do anything right yeah you know, to get hurt which did nothing for me physically at all. It just put weight on me, um, and even mental stress. Cause I'm not, I wasn't used to being that person. Right. Um, so w- once I hit it in my head that I needed to shift that gear and get it done, that's where I started, you know, looking at everything I could online, finding, you know, nutrition, you know, something that I could actually follow. And, um, it's surprising what I landed on after learning, and I've heard you attest to this, is I jumped in headfirst into keto. Yep. And it's not easy. Like, it's, it's to me, especially after trying to, for me, it was easier. Let me, let me, I needed something to give me a direct guideline of what I could and could not do, period. Right. And stick to it. Yeah. And I realized for a lot of people, that's almost near impossible to do.
0: Yeah. Keto is. I- um, I don't think it's like sustainable for life, but I don't, I think it's awesome for kickstarting something, you know, like, cause I mean, really for anybody that's, that's needing to lose 20, 30, 40 pounds and they're kind of don't have any structure at all in their lifestyle right now, as far as their, their food habits, if, if you just, if you do keto, that's, that's kind of keep, that's, that's a form of a restriction in my opinion. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different diets and all diets are is a f- form of restriction, whether you're doing intermittent fasting or whole 30 or South beach diet or carnivore, it's all keeping you in some, some form of a, of a lane or a box and really any box will work. But keto, yeah, keto is a, is a good one to kickstart. And it sounds like that's one that you, you kind of leaned into because it was probably at the, at the prime of it when it was getting really popular yeah when you started it and it works you know but I, i'm not a fan of it for forever but man if i you know if i ever needed to just clean up my diet or you know if i went on vacation for a week and just really had a lot of junk food and uh, put on a pound or two i might would use keto for a week or so to kind of get real things back in yeah. So it definitely works for that. So that sounds like what that's what you landed on.
1: Yeah, I did, and I and I tend to agree. Now, if at first when I first started in, I guess like everybody else, I would have, you know, the Bible of keto would have I'd stuck <laughs> by it. But at the same point, even you know, after a certain amount of restri- time and that restriction, I think your body adapts to that anyway. Yeah. You have to kind of incorporate other forms back into your to keep your keep, keep everything balanced. Yeah. Uh, so every now and then, I'll I'll go uh now that i'm trying to do the macros challenge with uh heat swanson we i'm doing a lot of you know i'm eating the carbs i'm eating the proteins yeah. and, and i'm doing really well as far as uh i mean you know it's the sustainable my lean i'm I'm not i don't really have that much fat mass right now other than around my waist and belly which i think we're most of tend to carry that right now yeah and um and but even then, I'm looking at it's only been a month since we followed that. The last time that I tracked, uh, I was down about two pounds uh, in that in that waist area. So sustainable weight loss, like you know, those it's not a lot of water weight, yeah, things like that. That so I think it's actually a lot of improvement there.
0: Yeah, and with the the wrestling world, you know, you look, you look at guys like I mean, I guess all your all your wrestlers that I remember were in pretty good shape, right? I mean, oh yeah, we as, had. Has Rick Rude ever, that
1: was from here, and Rick Rude was is probably one of the most lean guys you'd ever see in the ring. Uh, then uh, you had, you know, Hogan was, it wasn't as lean, but it's a, a big guy. I mean, you know, Hogan, Hogan wasn't, but he's still in really good shape would for they, the time.
0: Would the, would the organization let anybody in that wasn't in shape? I mean, is that, is that kind of like their benchmark? you gotta you got to have, like, muscle and a little bit of visible six-pack to – to get in or was, have they ever let anybody in that was like what we, what you would consider obese or we
1: had had some wrestlers that were, I would definitely say would be obese over the time, uh, but they were big guys that were capable of carrying the weight and stuff. But I think the most people that went uh, with popularity and things like that with the kids were those muscled, you know, chiseled figures that actually took care of their body those were the ones, you know, your Lex Lugers, your Stings. You know, those are the people that people remember. Most of the, the other bike guys, they were, you know, sometimes great for a show, but usually for the muscle guy to body slam or, you know, they, it was more or less, I don't want to say a centerpiece, but polish that guy off, make him look even better.
0: Who who do you consider to be the, the, the best, like, wrestler in the world? Like, the, the most, like, and I guess that could probably go in different directions, <laughs> but, like yeah i don't know it's like i feel like as far as fame i feel like the the wayne the rock johnson but Mm -hmm. but as far as if you just if you just stuck him in the wrestling category without all the movie star stuff like if you just only focused on what they did in the wrestling world who Mm -hmm. would you consider to be the best
1: rick flair i'd pick the greatest of all time would have to be flair um and it's because Flair had, and then you have, to, but you have to really think about. And I'll, I'll paint this picture in your mind of why Flair is so good. Flair could be in the ring with anyone and make the match interesting, and entertaining. Whether he was the bad guy, the good guy, he t- he he took that match and made it something you wanted to see. Mm. And so that's the indication of a great performer. No matter what you give him, uh, a lot of times in our industry we would say you give that guy a broomstick and he can make a match out of it.
0: Well, speaking of that, you, you, you actually pointed on a next question I was going to ask was, I've always assumed that every second of these wrestling matches on TV are scripted and planned out, and they're spending all week rehearsing. But you're telling me that's not the case.
1: No, really, absolutely not the case.
0: I'm just like it's. I'm like I could just visualize them role playing this for like weeks getting every move perfect and all the acting and it all just but it's you're telling me it's not like that
1: no nope. sometimes we don't even see the other guy that we're working until tie the
0: bell time we walk in there and that's the first time we see each other is it really freestyled yes how i mean it's <laughs> like so you it, how does that work i mean i guess you have to be in the wrestling world in practice there is some there is some systems to it right there's some what do you call it uh etiquette and systems in place that where when you get in the ring with another guy that's doing what you're doing, y'all feed off each other and know and kind of know to do a show and give what the fans want. How does it, how do you keep it? Well, is um, it, or is it literally just freestyle? It,
1: it literally is just freestyle. You, you know, when you work with a guy that, um, and, and we're, we're athletes We're I mean, competitive, most people think, you know, um, no, not don't, don't get me wrong. There are some places when you watch certain, certain wrestlers that you see the crowd goes, oh, he didn't hit him. Yeah, it happens. People, people don't, um, I can guarantee you, if you're in the ring with me, you'll not hit you. <laughs> so that's, uh,
0: hit, like hit you. How? Like. You know, for, a punch. What, what punch?
1: A, a punch. punch a, where? A kick,
0: you know, you, well, it could be anywhere, but. <laughs> you actually but, hit people? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> I actually, yeah, yeah, quite a bit. And I bled in batches that it's not ketchup. It's not ketchup packets. You know, if you, um, Tanias, Tania's had, uh, I took a steel tear to the back of the head last year and had to have stitches because it went all the way to the skull um i was trying to get her to super glue it and she was refusing and said hey we
0: gotta go so i get it and i'm not saying it's 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 tell tell explain this to me i've seen in the wcw world i'm actually visualizing it right now as i remember watching it on tv when i was little i can st- distinctly remember and maybe it's even watching replays of rick flair i get on youtube every now and then because it'll be on i follow him on social media and you can distinctly Maybe it's maybe it's a real punch, but they exaggerate it. Yes, by stomping the the mat. Correct. Like, okay, so like in my mind, when I see them punch somebody in the face or the or the eye or the forehead, and they stomp the mat, I'm like, oh, they're not really hitting them. They're just they're stopping like an inch before they hit their their head, and they're stomping the mat to make it sound like a punch. Maybe the camera guys and audio guys throwing a little effect, and I'm just thinking it's just totally. 100% fake but you're telling yeah. me it's maybe there's a balance of realness and exaggeration the, the
1: exaggeration is you know it's just part like everything the, else it's part of the show performance you know, as far as performance because you have to uh there's certain things that the exaggeration where the crowd can actually see it if i bb in from martial arts if i throw a quick jab they may not know other than see the guy's head bounce back they may never see my hand whatsoever so you
0: kind of got to make it almost yeah. slow motion or exaggerate it to even let the audience see it or notice it.
1: Correct. You want, cause you do want to incorporate the audience and them having a good time. Gotcha. So, um, but, it, and there's a story to tell in, in wrestling. That's the important thing is, you know, the matches, um, you know, that's why you have the, um, good guy and the bad guy, you know, there, there's a story to tell. And then our relationship between each other, you know, going to what, you know, um, go back to Hogan and Andre. You know most people remember that because that Hogan's big slam but the big part of that was everybody cared because Hogan and Andre were friends the you know the but Hogan Andre and Hogan both wanted that belt and eventually Andre turned on Hogan and uh, beat him up you know it hurt him and then when it came to that match you know the crowds are all they're all ready to see what yeah. happens now and then Hogan slams the giant
0: no but did the giant let hogan slam him like did was that that wasn't planned like um how do you, how do you determine who's going to be the winner of a match if it's, um, if it's not planned do you not or is it an agreement before you step into the ring hey you're going to win this one
1: in that particular uh instance And. In, um there has to be well. I, I will have to say, of course. I have to, I have to some of the stuff
0: I'd say has to protect the business. I got you. Uh, so yeah, I know um, I'm asking some some innocent yeah, questions that correct. you may not be able to answer. So. Yeah,
1: but in, in that instance, I think most people have saw the thing. Hogan Hogan was supposed to be was supposed to slam Andre at that point in time, right. and I will tell you if Andre didn't want you to slam him, you wouldn't have slammed him. Gotcha. Uh, Andre was one of those guys that if he didn't want you to do anything to him, you wouldn't have done it. Okay. And he was truly uh anybody who saw his bad side when he didn't like you. And, and there was that those are the times. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, um Andre did not like Macho Man. And if you watch the mat if you go back and watch their matches, he You can
0: you can see that you can, you can see
1: that yeah, he 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 just Messes with him, shoves his face with his big hands in against stuff, and presses him roughly. I mean, you know, because he, he has his way with him when he wants to.
0: So, um, another good point is, I'm assuming depending on depending on the chemistry of these these people in the ring, uh, it can get probably a little ugly sometimes, like for real. Oh, yes, Like If, I, if, if, if I was a you know a guy that I felt like I was a good sport, but I knew I was going in the ring with a guy that was a you know a prick. Yeah. I might would do some stuff that would not too, I guess, ring etiquette. Or, you right. know, yes. I could see that. Yes, I could see where. Well, I could see where that would probably spark like actual like it would. It would turn. Have you ever saw anything turn from wrestling to to actual all out brawls? Oh yeah, absolutely. really?
1: Yes, <laughs> <Dude>. yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. You you think we're all grown men and um, you know, egos and yeah, you know, emotions can run high at times. Uh, so so yeah, it does happen. Um, That's cool. And people, but even as, as far as the physical aspect, uh, the ring. Everybody thinks because they see it bounce. Sometimes they're oh, it's right. a trampoline. I, I if I, and I can send you pictures now before of what a ring looks like when you're setting it up. It is that what you see is bouncing is two by fours. They're laid across there, and there is about I'd probably say a quarter inch of foam padding
0: there so it's not uh it's not a padded trampoline no it's not a a padded trampoline so it's hard
1: yeah it's hard and so when you hit i when most people tell me they come in and we have a wrestler they said hey i want to be a wrestler the most first thing most wrestling coaches will do is have you come in today and what we call bump and that's when you learn to take a a flat back bump on the ring Mm. most of them never show back up after the first day
0: just knocks knocks the breath out of them. Yeah, the
1: breath out of them. They're sore. They feel like they've been in a car accident the second day. I mean, and so.
0: you got to build up to it. Yeah.
1: You, you've you got to definitely build up. You get, and you've got to have the toughness to, to deal with it because right. there's no way it doesn't hurt. And then, you know, I tell people, you know, in wrestling, they're like, what do you focus on back day? I mean, my back and shoulders, my neck routines are a must because I don't want to get injured.
0: Have you? Have you? And so, I know you mentioned some injuries in your earlier days, but have you had any recent injuries in the wrestling world? Have you had any friends get majorly injured in the wrestling world in the past five or six years?
1: Um, uh, well, yes. Uh, one of um, zero uh, uh, was one of the guys that worked with us at Prime Time. Um, he had his face broken, so in a match with. Um, uh, him and Zach Mosley, and um, he was he was coming up and looking looking up, and basically the, a knee caught him at the right the wrong time when it came from there, and it actually crushed his face.
0: And that happened during a live like match. Live match. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he just went down and. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's carried out in a, on a stretcher or an ambulance. Yeah.
1: So those are well. Well, he finished the match. Oh, he finished. It. He finished the match because a, a lot of us. Well, I will tell you wrestlers are stubborn and me me included as far as we don't want to know we don't want to give up so i mean if we, we want to finish the show if at all possible now there yeah. comes to a standard where well, that's oh yeah you know can can you or not you know on what happens but a lot of times i guess in that case he was probably in shock still didn't really know how as bad some he was adrenal- adrenaline yeah. going and all that yeah. yeah so it's usually right after that that everything sets in and you see the chaos that's ensued when what's happened but
0: yeah so i've noticed like a transition and i'm not i'm not gonna mention any names you can if you want but like over the past couple of months you've you were with a certain group you in my opinion kind of had higher aspirations mm-hmm. and a vision Correct. so you branched away from that group yes now now you're uh prime time and i'm looking at you and i'm like okay you're a wrestler but you're also kind of a you're you're helping promote the organization too is that right? Yes, I mean. absolutely. Um,
1: primetime is my sole focus at this point. Um, Sean Ambrose is, uh, to kind of take this baby, it's, it's all under his lead. And so uh, we follow his lead with everything. Uh, but I'm really putting a lot of effort into that as far as uh, helping us get sponsors, looking uh, at promoting because. My idea with the sponsors, and you've been great to actually sponsor us as well, uh, is to promote our local businesses because we're doing a local show uh, and we're trying to bring in the people that are local. For for me, being around this town for so long, it's about people like you that actually put money in this and do something locally that changes this area than it is, I mean, the balls, the big corporations like this. Yeah, they got great money. They got multi multimillion dollar marketing budgets. Mm. But how does it affect Rome, Georgia really? specifically? It doesn't. And I haven't saw it help us that much.
0: Yep. Yeah, and you said Primetime is is has Primetime been around for a while? That the name?
1: It has not. Uh this is a brand new creation for of us. So um Primetime will debut uh, in Center, Alabama on March eleventh and um i'll give you a little spoiler when this is probably when this comes. I, on march 11th the, at that date we will announce our very first time and location in rome uh, so that's coming very soon and rome will be our major focus
0: okay so uh prime time was was founded um i guess it just kind of worked out where you were you were itching to kind of change you met somebody that had also had some desires y'all did y'all kind of come together and create prime time
1: we did, we were actually,
0: so the,
1: the superstars, which uh, we did at the Thornton Center, uh, was actually, Sean Ambrose has been doing superstars for uh, several, several years now. And it's always gotten close to or not exceeded, a th- or if not exceeded 1,000 people per show. Uh, he was actually also with the previous uh, company that we were with, so part of the management team that had the same aspirations, we are, excuse me, right. we are forming prime time, as it stands. So, uh, a lot of familiar work, and a lot of people that already know exactly what needs to be done, are in place for that. And gotcha. then, uh, we went out and picked, cherry picked some of the best uh, wrestlers for the roster, that you could actually find. Um, one, one of them, no, no mention right now, that I would like to bring up, is we got a seven foot tall giant, Big Ben is what, oh. what he's called around here, and um, he's built very dominant, but he's he is a very muscular build. not. Where's he from? Um, I think I'm trying to think. I, I think it's a little bit closer to Atlanta. Gotcha. Where, uh, where he is, seven where he foot, calls home, seven, seven foot tall.
0: tall. So he's going to be the the giant of he's the, be the organization. The giant. Yes. Okay.
1: And so, and most people, I'm six too and I'm not used to being looked down upon. So it's weird when I walk up to someone that I'm actually staring up at. So yeah, that's, um, and with this roster that we have, you know, we've got uh, we've got big Andy, big Andy, so four hundred four pounds. I mean, he is a big fella. I mean, uh, he was kind of a King Kong Bundy's kind of style on the size, so that gigantic guy
0: yeah so you got the i don't know if i've ever saw a seven foot tall person in person yeah that's got to be crazy like he would have to probably dunk his head a little bit getting in this doorway
1: yes yes
0: that's crazy who who the heck's he gonna wrestle (laughs) (laughs) i mean who's gonna be up for him i mean how do you choose that yeah who who volunteers do you force somebody to or y'all flip a coin
1: (laughs) well it it, it goes down it winds Uh, up in there eventually you know none of us probably excited about it but we'd do it Oh my god! and so um right. I, I i'll be honest and that's just my computer nature i'm excited i was like i'd love to be in a ring with a seven foot i was, foot about, to I was about to say because mm-hmm. i've never done it it's a, it's a first uh
0: um, it would be a good show
1: oh yeah you know, absolutely as far as the performance and entertainment yes so so yeah that'd be i mean uh last year i kicked off i I did a dog cage match, uh, which had a steel cage, and then we, was, we were collared and chained by a dog chain. Boy. So that was, uh, it was an incredible first. It was an exhausting first. I tell you, I had, I probably lost a few pints of blood in that match. So,
0: so you were chained up. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we were chained by the neck like a dog for, for, but to each other, uh, and actually inside of a steel cage. So, wow. the, so the chain was actually a weapon as well
0: dang where is this like can can people go back and watch watch this on youtube or anywhere is that been yes. recorded
1: yes we do have that it is available uh superstars uh there is it's broken into two parts but it is available and i'll be on the second part uh the main event
0: and that's a website or a face or a social uh, youtube media? youtube yeah. superstars yep. just youtube superstars
1: yes youtube superstars you should be able to find that that's awesome. superstars fan fest actually fan but, fest yeah
0: well cool um <coughs> What's some of the, um, the, the back end business, um, I guess challenges that, you know, cause I mean, you're, you're, you're more than just a, um, um, a wrestler. You're actually helping promote some of the stuff. So you're probably getting a little bit of an inside scoop on some of the back end stuff. Like what's some of the, the business world to it? Cause you know, I'm a business person and I'm always curious, like what, what are some of the moving parts or challenges to, to keeping this all glued together?
1: Wow, insurance.
0: Insurance, okay. Insurance. Uh, yeah. That that's a big challenge. And I think
1: then so. um then regulations for like uh in for Alabama, every wrestler has to have a license to wrestle. So um, There's
0: a thing that there's a such thing called a wrestling license. A wrestling license in Alabama.
1: It's not in Georgia, but they do have it in Alabama. Holy crap.
0: So <coughs> how Pardon. do you, how do you get a How do you get a wrestling license? Well,
1: honestly, you just apply for it, and you get it, and you put your $30 in. So um, without getting myself in trouble, I feel like it's kind of a money grab. Right. But, you know, but it's something they have in place that we have to do. The promoter has to have a license. Thank you.
0: Um, Yeah, man, I've always just been curious, like, you know, what exactly what moving parts is there to the the wrestling world? I never would have thought a certain license had to be involved yeah that's wild
1: yeah you have that the promoter has to have a license itself and then if you do not have one then they can they come in and you don't have it it's 400 hundred dollar fine dang per individual who doesn't have one wow so we've had
0: to learn that um and like you said it's probably a money grab yeah yeah and alabama of all places i always thought alabama was a little bit relaxed yeah you would stuff. think so i thought i would have thought so I too georgia would have so. been the money grab,
1: yeah, and uh, then they want not not only that, but after your tickets, when you have ticket sales, they want six percent of the ticket sales is for the event as the, well. The
0: the county, city, yes. whatever it's in,
1: yes. Man, so you you learn quickly. There's a lot. So those are moving parts that you don't don't even realize uh, because you have to to run a show. You've got you've got to rent the place, the building. You have to put down an insurance and have insurance for that for the event, like maybe cover liability, uh, building damage, things like that. So
0: not only for the wrestlers, but for probably customer or or guests, yeah, the 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 fans as well.
1: Um, You then you've got to, of course, you're paying your wrestlers, so you get your booking fees for your wrestlers there. Um, Music, you got someone to operate your music, your, your lights. Camera, if you're going to record that and send it to YouTube, you've got cameras, you've got a camera guy that's doing all those things. And so, in the night of, you've got to manage all that. And
0: you probably got to have an MC. Yeah. You got an announcer.
1: Yeah. You got an announcer. Um, So, and then you got, and then all these things have to come together and work together that night. Yeah. So, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And so, so you can imagine, and what if somebody's sick? You know, then right. you have a whole different issue of how do we pull all this back together? Yeah, and you, but you have to make it work. I mean, it's one of those things. There's no, there's no pulling out or canceling. You're you're in a live show, so things happen.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of um, the local uh, bodybuilding show here, uh, Roman Classic. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of an inside scoop on what it was like to put on a show like that. I mean, Steve Bailey was the original promoter for that show back in 2007 and i was a good friend of his and just kind of watching him go through all the loops and struggles of just trying to get the auditorium rented you know the staff backstage helping the uh competitors stay in order uh, yeah. anything from making the trophies to getting people's names right biographies music the dj yeah. the lighting uh ticket sales uh there's a lot of moving parts, man. And oh yeah, it ultimately wore him down, and that's that's why I think he handed it off because he just got too much and for him and his wife to handle. I kind of wish they would have. They were the type of people they they should have asked for more help. Yeah, they should have asked for more help. I would have been happy to help them more, but I think he could have should have kept on kept a hold of it a little bit longer. Yeah, um, but anyway, it's, gosh, that's been, I guess, fifteen years ago now. Now they're on like seventeenth annual Roman Classic yeah so it's crazy well cool what what other is there any other like um have you ever overcome any kind of major life obstacles you know that took some some major mental strength uh, or even anybody in your family um that has overcome some stuff that's kind of you've had to overcome and that fitness has maybe helped ground you
1: yeah well and for the community had a big part of this and as well as you did when uh my wife tania um she had to have, she had Paul was diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease, which is a hereditary disease that consumes your kidneys with cysts. That there is no cure for this. Uh so we had to go through the process of first of all, you know, once it got to a certain point, they don't they you have to go to get wind up going all the way to dialysis first. Then um when she was at that point, she could go to a Um, transplant list now a kidney is not easy to get I mean um, but despite that we had so we went to Emory you have to do several tests and Emory selects you based on your physical ability to adapt to this new kidney as well because if you can't they're not going to give you a kidney to someone who can't take care of it and keep. if they're going to fail anyway that's going to make the numbers look bad for them you, you know, so they want someone that's actually going to be healthy for that. So when we got in that process of, uh, me and her both that point when she was there, I was like, look, we both got to kick this into high gear. We've got to do as best, the best we can with our health, the gym, the the eating. We've yeah. got to, sh- we've got to show these doctors that, you know, you deserve this. She's trying. Yeah. Yeah. And we really, she, she was a champ there as far as, Got into much shape, and it's hard. If you watch somebody go through dialysis, to do something the day after your dialysis is—I mean, they're, they're drained. I mean, it's—it's scary.
0: So dialysis is basically a machine you get hooked to that's acting like your kidney, yes. flushing your, your it filters
1: your, your blood. So it basically yeah. takes all your—it's taking all your blood out, cleaning it, and sending it back inside of you. Wow. And so, and um, it, it's a—it's a, it's a taxing process on the body.
0: How long does that process take? How long are you how long are you in that machine or at that machine?
1: It's about two or three hours two usually. Two
0: or three hours, and how many days a week?
1: Uh, depending on how how bad your kidney decline is, uh, I think hers was around two to three times a week, and yeah. some people are almost every day. Dang, um, and that's that the that machine's basically keeping them alive at that point. Um, she. We, we got real lucky on hers with her family did not qualify for either high blood pressure reasons or something else. So um, they were not a match. They, I was not capable of giving to her, not only was I not a match, but um, I did not really, or was aware of this, but uh, kidney stones is considered a kidney disease. So if you have any type of kidney disease, you can't actually donate your kidneys either. So yeah. I so I'd had kidney stones before. Really? And
0: um so So if you've had kidney stones before you can't donate your You cannot donate. Really? Yeah. I've never had kidney stones, so I'm yeah, I'm eligible I guess for now.
1: <laughs> and so um but basically she had someone from California that was trying to donate to someone else and they couldn't but they found out that she was a match. that, that person was a match for her so but but somehow the way they did the change is that person would donate here and this person would donate here to their opposite the people they could actually donate to and so they called her uh and we had the surgery on uh thanksgiving and uh then uh you know replaced her kidney with that um and we've been doing, like, she's
0: been doing great ever since. I mean. like that Thanksgiving was just a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, well, it would have been the Thanksgiving, about, it's been about two years now. Okay, so. Gotcha, gotcha. So, it was right before COVID hit. So, she got Thank her, God. she got her kidney, we were recovering, got home, and then COVID, all that started right after that, that. Scenario. So then, Did you we imagine
0: had, going through that during COVID. You you yeah. couldn't you couldn't have been in the room, or yeah, it would been have been no part of it.
1: So I mean, it was bad for her anyway because we we basically had to. You know, it's it's a weird situation because they're telling me she doesn't need to be around. Me, so she can't go to work, but I have to go to work because gotta keep. You know, we we've got to keep money coming in. But every time I leave the house, I'm bringing options. You know, I could be exposed at any point in time and come back home.
0: Because she she works. She she was working. I guess she was working. All that. She
1: was working at the sexual assault center in Rome up until that that point.
0: And uh, and you you got a full time job too. I yes. mean, wrestling is not your full time thing yet. I know one day maybe you yeah. hope hope for it to be.
1: But. Yeah. No. Uh, I work with JBM here in Rome now, selling office equipment. Uh, so
0: trying to trying yeah. to balance all that with your wife and yeah you know she's not able to work because you're so you're having to take on more of a financial role to yep. be the kind of the captain of the ship at that point that it was, had, to be, had it, to be rough it is you're
1: financial and you got your kids you know we got two kids two girls they're going to school bringing back jerks for Plus, well, she's recovering so i'm you know that you know somewhat dad and mom both as much as possible and uh so on top of that, you know, so we had the, you know, with with COVID, that's when I hear people in the same way with you. I know because we know what time is and how much you, and how you can actually. It, there's really not a point. Says when someone says, "Do I exercise or at the gym?" so like When I say I don't have enough time, so no, you don't make the time. Yeah, because you know, you're there's always time for a priority. If it's something that needs to be done, you can figure out how to get it done. Yep. And uh, I did all those things and still kept to the gym, still kept on track on my diet. And, you know, and, and I had more than what I felt like any human should actually have on their plate at one point in time.
0: Yeah, I recently had a guy do a – he he told me to do a formula based off – he says if you if you ever tell yourself you don't have enough time for something, then you take how many hours are in a week. So there's 24 times 7, so it's 168 hours in a week, right? Yeah. So you write that number down. And then he wanted to know how many hours do you do you usually sleep? You know, figure seven eight hours a day. So you would you would say let's just say seven times seven. That's forty nine. And then how many hours do you work? Most people work. You're at the job nine hours a day. I guess if you include like your lunch. Yeah. You know, maybe you got a commute. Let's just call it ten. Ten hours a day dedicated for work life. So that's seventy hours. And then let's just say you want to spend you know some time with the family you know, an hour a day, you know, whether it's with your kids or, you know, if you were going to carve out. So that's seven hours a week. So add all those numbers up. So you got 49 plus 70 plus seven. That's 126 out of the 168. So then you ask yourself 168 divided by 120. What are you doing the other 42 hours? Okay. So there's, there's, there's some wiggle room there. Yes, absolutely. And that's like, yeah, I mean, all right. Then you throw in the gym, you know, you could also throw that. That's a, that's the obviously a necessity but you see what i'm going with that formula yeah, absolutely. yeah I'm, I'm, i love that visual so yeah. for people that question themselves on time whether it's for i guess going to school or working out or whatever your goal is do that formula it's it's really surreal and yeah, eye-opening to to write that write that down and see it on paper because you you do you do start questioning yourself you're like oh my god even if you had 20 hours left in a week you're like what What am i do? what am i doing with that time and i tell you another one that's eye-opening too and it really changed my perspective and a lot of times i'm doing it for business but ch- check your iphone settings and tell you, let it tell you how much screen time uh, you have yes yes um that is a very humbling moment yeah when yeah. you go in there and it says oh you spend you know six hours a day on instagram i'm like um okay you know how much of that is business only how much is it of it is just Meaningless scrolling yeah
1: in it's habit because you'll start i do yeah the same way as um if especially those little reels you know and some of them because i think some of them really some of them especially when they have motivation ones yeah or like if you've done one then you, you you push i'll flip those on and you know i'll pull Keep around all, you know, I know i'll spend 15 minutes just rolling through some of those yeah so and that's
0: so. i love that formula so I don't know how we got on that, but anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, a good. tangent there. But your um, your wife, you, how do you say her name? Tania. Tania. Yeah, she's two years past her post post. I guess or kidney replacement. Yep. Um, I'm sure at this point it's safe to say that the her system has took it and it's 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 good. It or is. She well, gotta get through a certain a couple of steps.
1: Well, there's not a as far as this is the kind of strange part about. a, A transplant, and this is stuff that I've learned, didn't know, not know beforehand, is you never completely are out of rejection. Your body, if no matter what it is, if I give you something of mine and it's not yours, your body's always going to reject it because it's a foreign object. No matter if you need a heart or not, if I gave you my heart, your body's going to still attack the heart with antibodies. Wow. Uh, so they give you, they basically lower your immune system for your rest of your life. And they, they keep it at a certain level so that your body does not attack that organ, and so she has to. So she gets monthly. She would a calabella as a treatment, but it's basically an mm-hmm. ent- uh, immune depressant that keeps her immune system at a certain level so that it will not attack and but kill that
0: kidney. The flip side of that is she can get sick easier. Yes, oh, man.
1: There is a that is the uh,
0: flip side is. So if anybody's going to be a germaphobe, she has the, a right to be.
1: Yes. And and she's really not. She tries to. We do as much as possible, but we both have always agreed that we don't. We're not. We are we will not live in fear. Box, you know, yeah. you can't be in a box because she has to live. I mean, they, just to get it. If you can't live, then there wasn't a purpose in the, the whole thing anyway.
0: I mean, that she is. Does she does she stay sick often?
1: She doesn't, but is she she is likely to get like, um, you know, if let's say if we eat the same food and maybe. Well, let's say if it stayed out a day longer than it was supposed to or whatever, I might not get sick. She would get sick. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that would give, I mean, so, you know, my body would be okay. It's, you know, not perfect, but, you know, we we can work through it. You know, she's going to get sick off that. So, um, foodborne illnesses, things like that, she's much easier to get a hold of those than we were. Or just, just a common cold, the girls bring in a cold or something like that, she's more likely to catch it.
0: Let me ask you another question um before y'all found a a donor did, was there a, any point in your life where you we all got really scared like what like the playing it forward like what if we don't find a donor was there a time was there a time clock ticking saying hey if we don't find somebody by this date it's not going to be good like you could lose her
1: I, we were we were already edging into that point and i was you know internally terrified you know but i
0: because this is um, a, this is a person you've been with for how long? Uh, God, we're at nineteen years. So the the, the thought you, know, you had thoughts running through your head. Yeah. This might be how I lose my my yeah. wife.
1: Yeah, and then I've got and got two girls, and you know, that, and so I'm I'm, I'm going to lose my wife, and I'm going to have two girls, and I you know have no idea they're, they're still in their they're at their stages where really where mom's going to be. be a big role because they're how old um 14 and 16 so yeah so yeah i mean they're 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 turning into women yeah. and there's things daddy cannot answer and <laughs> daddy doesn't want to answer <laughs> um so yeah i mean i was i was terrified i i didn't let her you know Yeah, you didn't want to show it i didn't want to show it because you, you know I grew, I grew up we grew up in that you know men don't cry men don't right. do these things yeah so but I, I won't lie there's times i sit in my car and bawl my eyes out you yeah. know by myself because it was the amount yeah. of stress because you know like how do i do all this stuff and you know and plus i have my wife will tell you that it's her one of her things favorite about me and also things that are me so i have that superman complex if you tell me about your problems i'm going to want to try to figure a way to fix it yeah and uh you know, and a lot of times you, you know, as women as well, they don't want you to fix everything; they want you just to listen to them. Right, I, I, I agree. And um, and so that's that's the hard and part. of right. Had to you're learn. right. Men
0: men automatically go into problem solving. Yes. and you're right. Me and Allie just had this conversation a few months ago where she could just be venting to me, and she just she's just glad I'm listening. To whereas I automatically go into problem solving, and will automatically will sometimes interrupt her and start thinking about solutions and that wouldn't get that wouldn't the right, thing yeah, to do. The right <laughs> don't thing do that. To do, no. <laughs> don't do that. Any, any of you guys listening out there, just listen. Yes. Just listen. And maybe it, maybe at a different time, bring it up, but not definitely not while they're venting or, you know, whatever you want to call it, complaining, crying. Correct. Don't be talking about, have you thought about this? You know, why don't you do it this way? Or, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, speaking of the donor, man, did y'all did y'all know who the donor was, or how did that come about? We or? did not. Um, listen, it was it was kind of like a thing. She was in California,
1: and the donor process they don't tell you. So it nothing. wasn't a
0: person that passed away. No, it was not. It was a living donor. So you could you could find that out at least a living yes. donor.
1: And well, and now we know, and I don't. My wife could tell you her name because they've had conversations since then.
0: Oh, they've spoken.
1: They've actually spoken um, because they the donor had wrote her a letter to her and they, it goes through a, I guess the, there's a medical professional center and she gave it to her. And then she says, Hey, would you pass this to my donor if she will accept? It? And so once they did that, then they had the information from each other to contact. But as far as if you called Emery and say, Hey, who gave me my, that. Hit, that, that that doesn't work. They will now that's anonymous. We can't, you know, I like guess HIPAA and all that stuff.
0: But she was uh, able to get in touch with her. She
1: was. So they've had conversations now and, uh, They've talked they they've actually talked about um visiting with each other eventually, you know, her going out there and them actually meeting one another face to face. So
0: I just wonder what like what the the girl in California, that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. I mean I wonder what goes on in somebody's mind like that. Like does people does people just like willingly Go donate a kidney because they feel like somebody might need it is that something people do or why why did i, mean, I wonder what her story is her Maybe story I was
1: know. i think her it was someone and i want to say it was her sister that has had the was going through the same problem gotcha. and so she saw how the effect how it's affected so she uh when she put her kidney up way it worked with that system it was called a chain they called it a um something similar to a chain donation i'm probably going to explain this wrong. But, um, but that when she gives hers to someone, then someone can give to her sister in that line, so it kind of opens her sister up for one from someone else too that participates in this chain. gotcha, and that's how Tania got so they, so when they when she put hers up, they ran it to the database and said, hey, this is a match for Tania Shaw and yeah. so so then they told her she decided to do it, and they. It was crazy. They called us, told us when to be at the hospital. We got to go because um, they get. So they both put them both in surgery at the same time. They they put one flight flight to to me and put it in her right away. Wow!
0: So it's like kind of happen at the same time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that was such a blessing. Yeah, it was Mir- miracle.
1: It was a miracle. Uh, stressful, you know, because you're because you know when you're you think because the surgery. That's a major surgery. It can go wrong just as well as it can go right. That's true. And so you're, especially when their health's already bad, because, um, you know, T- you know, Tania was weak, and you know, from you know, all the dialysis, and everything. So she wasn't going into surgery at 100 percent healthy like an individual. You'd, you yeah. know, at the best case scenario. Uh, so you're, you know, you're sitting there on the edge the whole time to make sure, yeah, you know, does does this come out, yeah, you know, good for us? Man, so
0: that's, so that's so awesome. That. It's been two years. It's been yep. two years. So I'm glad. I know you said that there'll, there'll always be a chance of rejection, but yeah, I feel like being two years, you know, out of it, um, it's looking pretty good. It is.
1: It is. And so, it, as long as you keep you, you keep get on them, because I mean, if she if she goes into rejection, she gets in the hospital. They can counteract the rejection. Okay. As, as, so there's, you know, there's always that chance that it can happen. Yes, but they can reverse it. Um. Uh, but it's, it's working with your Dr. within, and, and not being, doing crazy things. You know, she doesn't, people are like, hey, you know, what does this happen? Do we we don't go out and drink all the time, you know, because that, you know, that kid, and it's, it's a blessing. It was something, it was a gift, right. so we take care of it, you know. Um, but, I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's, uh, I don't yep. really know where else to go from there on that Yeah, one. man.
0: Well, so, yeah you're wearing a shirt right now uh that says beware the 12 gauge yes what is what is that all about
1: so the 12 gauge is uh in wrestling so it's kind of a strange story but Shawn michaels was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up this was um and he used sweet chain music which was a super kick um and I always liked the way he could hit it from you, almost anywhere in the match. You could almost not expect it. if he get far enough away from you, you know, he'd kick you in the face. Yeah. And so, me being a kickboxer, I was also really talented at kicking. Uh, so I, one of the my matches that we had, the um, the guy was like, you know, you should, you should kick the guy in the face. You should kick him. And so. I was actually strange enough. I was a referee in this particular match, and one of the guys shoved me in the match, and, he, and I was the ref, He wasn't supposed to touch me, so I was told that I didn't do anything unless I was, you know, forced to do something. So he, he so he, was, he was great. He, the match, I told him to break. He shoved me with both hands. And I can't, and you can see the thing I I thought about it for a second, and then I nodded in my head, and then I just kicked him right in the head.
0: You were the referee, yeah, I was the referee <laughs> oh and my gosh. so uh, I can imagine what kind of show that was for the ref <laughs> to do a kick like that,
1: yeah, and uh, yes, and the crowd went wild that you know that um and so oh, my gosh. the match got in I had people coming up on it yeah. and like. Man, that was the great. It's funny because a lot of people don't know that, that have different types of kicks. They were that's the best drop kick I've ever saw in my life. And um, then my when I finally came up to one of my matches, uh, that was the move that when I wound up hitting on, the, I hit the guy with the kick too. One, two, three. But you know, and then the every, and then after that the fans kind started to expect that kick. And I was like, well, this really wasn't how I was intending on doing, but I was like, I'm going to embrace it because they like it. Yep. And, um, but in my head I was like, but what makes my, everybody tells me, you know, that it was very similar to Sean's, but my super kick was completely different in the same instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, so I was, you know, me being and Mark and I'm going to brand it. Right. So, um, so I called it. I started calling it the twelve gauge.
0: Gotcha. And that's so,
1: um, now it, it was funny because at first I didn't realize after a couple months how far this had gotten. But I'd go to different promotions wrestling. The guy goes, "They were i like, well, 'I'm like, I don't want to take twelve gauge. I don't know. I don't want to do it.'" <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. no, nobody wanted. You know, that's being kicked in the head by me was not anybody on anybody's top list. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the birth of the 12 gauge and now it's you know uh, again a lot of people go through here right and um, the as it got more popular this was the newest shirt we had printed out we yeah uh i went over to jason uh in high voltage and said look i said uh i need derek to go work on something for me and i said this is kind of what i got in my mind and then he yeah. came up with a design and uh so the, beware the 12 gauge shirt was born
0: that's awesome man well, where can uh, where can the listeners like keep keep up with you? What can they follow you on as far as like the social medias and stuff like that?
1: Uh, I am on uh, Facebook and Instagram, so uh, it would be uh, at Rocky Shaw Jr. Um, there is also a page for the Roman Crippler as well, but uh, the Rocky Shaw will be fine. It'll link you to to both of them. Um, I do have a Twitter. Uh, the Twitter is at Rushing Wolf. Uh, and then I'm trying to think and if
0: does this time have a page or, Prime, a, or yes a we website? Do have uh
1: prom time wrestling uh is on Facebook and there is a prom time which will be pro hyphen rest uh, prom time hyphen wrestling. com uh is the actual website but again, if you go to the Facebook page it'll it'll give you the link to both of those as well
0: sweet so yeah, well cool man well I appreciate you. Uh, being on be in the studio today and yeah if you guys want to follow rocky keep up with his his, his, his kicks and see what the primetime wrestling world is up to you can go be sure to follow him on uh, all the social media stuff and go check out the show in alabama yep and then soon rome right rome. Yep. all right brother well I, I appreciate you jumping on with us and we'll no catch problem. you next time thank you for listening to another episode If you receive any value from the show, please share, subscribe, and give us a rating.